Once upon an arctic dreary, while she pondered, weak and weary, over many quaint and curious volume of draconic lore, while she kept watch, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at this alchemic door. "'Tis some undead fiend,' she muttered, tapping at this chamber door. She had one spell slot, nothing more. Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, my spouse, and a die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in Moir, a continent that has been ravaged by a war with monsters for 15 years. I am so ready to play... Because to part the veil, we took a break in recording in between this session and the episode that just previously aired. And so we left our heroes with skeletal fingers scraping at the door where they were trying to rest. And I've just been on pins and needles. And I'm like, I want to play and find out what happens and see if Octavia dies. So. <laughs> well, we shall find out. I know. So I'm nervous and excited. And I've been trying to think of a plan. And I don't have a plan and have zero spell slots so we shall see <laughs> we shall see yes but before we get to that so i would like to bring a a motion before the court of the two of us okay that we've talked about in the past but i feel like since we've been going this is episode 39 we've been going for a while we have a few listeners built up mm -hmm. we love you Y'all are amazing. So since we have all that, mm -hmm. I would like if the people at home are willing to participate to do like crit cards or something. Oh, that would be. Are you literally a mind reader? Because we were in the car the other day and I was thinking about the show and I was like, we really we had we really should, you know, get some sort of crit cards going together. That would be so much fun. How are you in my brain? It's a gift. <laughs> Or a curse, maybe? <laughs> yeah, I feel like that might be more a curse, a.k.a. marriage. Marriage. <sighs> so crits are often unsatisfying. Mm -hmm. In 4E, if you got a crit, you just automatically did max damage, which oh, is really? one way to handle it. Okay. And I know some people home rule it because that rule, you know what you're getting out of it. Whereas mm -hmm. you might be like, oh, cool, like it's roll 2d12 and you roll a 1 and a 2. And it's like, yeah. no, that's, be like, well, that's, that's great. Terrible. So... I just want something to make it a bit more spicy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the hot tamale train. So if if it is amenable to you, I've been thinking about it. And uh, hopefully, listeners, this is your time to shine and potentially get your name read mm -hmm. on the air. Because I was thinking the easiest way would be for you all listening, if you have an idea for a critical hit or critical failure. Yeah. Only for attacks, not ability checks. Uh, if you have an idea for some sort of effect or something when someone crits or crit fails, to email them to us at me, my spouse, and a die at gmail.com. Put a subject line, like critical card or critical effect or something to that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. extent so that we will know what to search for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just think it's fun if you don't know what we're talking about, basically. So in 5e rules as written, when you roll a natural 20, you get a critical hit, which means you automatically hit and you're supposed to roll double the damage dice mm -hmm. that you were going to do. So if you roll 1d8 plus whatever, you roll 2d8 plus whatever, which, as we said, is sometimes disappointing when you roll terribly. Mm -hmm. Which we are prone dice. to do, especially which Octavia. We Yeah, we, we've both had some streaks of really terrible, terrible yeah. rolls. Um, so instead, with these cards, we would, if you rolled a natural 20, you would be like, yeah, I crit. And then you'd pull a card from this deck and mm -hmm. it would say something like some sort of effect. Like, cool oh, you effect. get blood in your eyes and the targeted deal, you, you deal, you know, the normal critical damage. Plus, they're blinded for mm -hmm. however many rounds. Or, uh, you know, you automatically do maximum damage or you trip and drop your weapon or something, yeah. something like that. 
So that that is what I was thinking. Well, that's a dangerous pastime for one thing, but for another thing, I think that's a great idea because we since we do have such streaks of bad luck, it's true that sometimes criticals are, you know, exciting or whatever, but then I don't think I've ever rolled max damage on on a critical. Um, you know, both of those die or, or that combination of whatever those die are. So I think it really does make it, you know, make it more interesting, make it, make it more exciting. Cause I honestly don't roll that many natural twenties on attacks. So they're few and far between and then to have and be few and far between and then to not roll great damage on top of it. It's just kind of like, Oh, well, that's disappointing for something that's hmm. so infrequent. Um, and so having some sort of cool critical effect, I think is great. Yeah. Like, you know, Octavia is, you know, had cast Shillelagh on her staff or something and bops somebody over the head, but bops them so well over the head that they're like knocked prone or, or something along those lines. Um, and so I think that's I think that's a brilliant I think that's a brilliant idea. And uh, if, yeah, if y'all listening would want to contribute to that, we would love to see them. Love to hear your contributions. Hey, everybody, this is future Austin speaking, but I guess to you it's past Austin. But to the me who is speaking during the rest of the episode, I'm in the future. Although for me, I'm in the present. Regardless, now that. Gwyneth and I have had some time to plan for the proposal that I put forth in this episode. I wanted to put out something a bit more clear because we ramble for a little bit. So the scoop is if you have ideas for critical hit or critical miss cards, you have two ways of getting them to us. One, email them to us at me, my spouse, and a die at gmail.com with the subject line critical hit or critical miss. Alternatively, we have a website. You can head on over to me, my spouse, and die.com. Up at the top menu, you should find a page that says crit card submissions. By the time this episode is published, that page should be live. Click on that and it'll walk you through what we're looking for, what these critical hit cards are, and how to submit. There's a form. You just enter your name, email address, select whether it's a hit or a miss, and then enter your text. Also, if you're unsure exactly what we're talking about here, we have up on that page some examples of critical hit and critical miss effects of the ilk that we are thinking of. So feel free to use those as inspiration or just throw them out and do your own thing. Regardless, we're really excited to hear from our listenership and get you guys involved in the show. I'll stop talking. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Keep in mind, this will be crits on the parts of the players, but I think I'll allow boss characters, enemies, to also crit, mm, because mm-hmm. that's fun. Yeah! So, like, your run-of-the-mill goblin or orc won't be getting these cards, but if you face... Crag you know, again. Crag again, he'll be mm-hmm. he'll be able to crit, stuff mm, like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so this damage could be to Octavia or Carhoon, so you wield heavy as the hand that wields the pen. So keep that in mind, but I am putting out the official Me, My Spouse, and a Die call. Mm-hmm. Please, I really hope we actually get yeah. submissions and people don't <laughs> Please, just <y'all>. ignore <laughs> us, because I would be I would, would be, be disappointed. Sad. And you don't want to make me sad now, do you? Yeah, nobody wants a sad GM. We'll just put pictures of sad cats until people send us emails. So uh, feel free to do that. So I don't want to sort things into like melee crits or ranged crits or magic crits or things like that. It gets too complicated. Just keep the language general. Sounds good. And if there's one that we, we can sort of tailor them to the exact situation. True, true, true. Just to keep things light and breezy. Sounds good. I, I would love that. I would easy. love to add that to the game. So, with that said, I look forward to reading some cards and making that deck. And mm-hmm. We'll hopefully get to implement that uh, in the next few weeks. Because uh, we're probably going to record a couple right now. So hopefully by the next time we sit down to record, we'll at least have a few. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that gives people time to draft them up and think them up and send them in yeah so please 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 two one three four send it to zoom (laughs) we're the best
All right, so let's get back into it. Mm-hmm. You find yourself in the bottom floor of this multi-layered dungeon. Yes. It's like an onion or a layer cake. It's probably more <laughs> like a layer cake. More like layer cake. Ogres are like onions. <laughs> what is that? Is that from something? Have you not seen Shrek? I saw it like decades ago. Girl. It was never my What favorite. about Parfait? Hey, everybody that Parfait! <laughs> I just know. I in the morning, waffles. waffles. Yeah. <laughs> That's the like, main thing. <laughs> anyway, you find yourself on the bottom layer of this multi-tiered dungeon. Mm-hmm. This is the chocolate layer. Uh, you entered into this li- this this dungeon, mm-hmm. found this frozen giant figure in the center of an antechamber, destroyed a flame skull that gave you guys a run for your mm-hmm. money. Found, uh, deduced that this, this creature frozen inside the ice was some sort of hag that had been imprisoned in this column of ice by the uh, skeletalized spellcasters lying at rest around it. There was a staircase at the other end of this tunnel. You went down past several distinctive floors, a floor with some sort of stone object in the center, a floor with some sort of metal contraption in the center, and then you exited out onto the fourth floor, which was a long hallway with uh, several rooms on either side. You found what looks to be sort of an alchemical laboratory, something that looks like uh, almost an operating room with necromantic whisperings about Mm -hmm. it. Two other doors on the other side of the hallway, one of them looking to be sort of like a bedroom, and one of them that uh, you couldn't discern mm-hmm. what was on the other side of it. And one large stone door locked at the very end of the hallway, and from looking through the keyhole, you saw that it looked like some sort of library. Mm-hmm. You had fought some ogre zombies in the necromantic lab. You had fought a uh, a white in the alchemy lab, mm-hmm. and you had realized that you were not feeling so hot and were out mm-hmm. of spell slots, so you guys decided to rest. You closed the door, froze a sheet of ice over it for mm-hmm. extra protection, and had started to go to sleep. But on your watch, you heard a rapping at the door. Rapping, tapping. Getting louder and louder and louder. And that is where we find you. Yep. You and Carhoon trapped in this room, sheet of ice over the door, and now something on the other side pounding against it. So, in the span of about one action, what, what are you and Carhoon doing? Had we gotten a short rest? No. In the amount? Okay. No, you were trying to take a long rest. Okay. So it was it was my watch, and so Octavia is going to, you know, hearing this this like. You know, hearing this scrabbling at the door, Octavia is going to uh, leap to her feet um, and rush over to Carhoon. And I know he's not sleeping, but he's in this this meditative state and kind of, you know, shake him back into consciousness and be like, it seems that our plan of, uh, of reinforcing the door has been good, but, but something is there. So I, I don't know if I think we should be ready for something to burst through. Oh, that, that that was the end of the sentence. Okay. Yes, yeah, sorry, I should have I ended it. Was... We should be ready for something to burst through. That's more of a... Kind of left it hanging there. <laughs> the gerund. Who's gerund? <laughs> That'd be a good bard name. <laughs> gerund. Gerund. No, yeah, that sounds... Yes. Pulls out of the axe. Okay. So, I think... Carhoon is going to move up to... This the right side of the door mm-hmm. doorway and he's going to ready an action if something breaks through the uh, wall and uh, the door and wall of ice he will swing at it with his axe and Octavia is going to hide <laughs> uh, <laughs> where are you trying to hide um, she is going to hide on the other side of one of these alchemical benches. Okay. And she is going to ready a spell. She's going to ready poison spray! 
For all of our listeners, I had totally miscounted the number of cantrips that Octavia had, and up to this point had been shortchanging myself one cantrip slot. So now here comes the introduction of poison spray into Octavia's arsenal. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so Carhoon rushes to the right side of the door, readies his axe. You roll a stealth check if you're trying to hide. Sure. That was a natural one for a total of two. Okay. You try to hunker down behind this bench. You're not sure how well you're doing. <laughs> the- it's like a kid trying to hide behind a bed, but like totally their like feet are sticking out or something. The wrapping on the door, the pounding on the door at this point, stops Okay. for a moment. And then you hear what sounds like a crackling beam of something oh my gosh explode into oh my gosh the door. okay okay so you hear this crackling thing of okay. something okay. slam against the door and the door just splinters and shatters there's still a thin uh sheen of ice up holding some of those splinters in place okay and you can sort of see distorted by the ice just a hallway you don't see anything on the other side. We're going to have you roll initiative. Ah, all right. All right. For Octavia, that is a 11. And for Carhoon, it is a ooh, 20, non natural. Oh, sorry. Uh, 21, non natural. Obviously. Duh. I don't How about know, the I natural don't 21? Roll those natural <laughs> 21s all the time. Carhoon is up first. The door shatters. There's still a little bit of ice uh, blocking your room from the outside. You can't see anything outside of it. There's no obvious thing standing on the other side that just blew up this door. What's Carhoon do? Can he do an arcana check to try to discern what type of magic that destructive beam was from? Without seeing it, I'm going to say no. Okay. Can he do a perception check to, or or if it would be insight to, like, not move, but kind of peer his head around to look through, really closely study through this sheet of ice? Mm-hmm. That'll be his action. Yes, I understand. 14. He looks out. Can't see anything immediately, but after a second or two of studying, he sees just a faint flick of motion coming from the very top of the hallway, like on the ceiling. Oh. How tall are the ceilings in the hallway? Ten feet. Ten feet, okay. It's not large. It's Mechanically speaking, it's classified as tiny, I think. Oh, okay. But be with the distortion of the ice, you can't right. tell exactly what it is. Okay. It's kind of like one of those... Uh, Circus funhouse mirrors where everything is all funky. Yep. So okay. that perception check is his action. Correct. All and right. he's going to communicate that talk to you. Okay. You know, and, Baby, I see him. Yeah. I'm ceiling. <laughs> he he says something to that effect, and it is the thing's turn. Okay. Next. And a fiery ray of energy shoots out of this tiny object that Carhoon can see that you cannot at the sheet of ice. Okay. Can, could Carhoon have taken a step back away from the door after making that perception check? Yeah. Oh. So as you go back to the right. Kind of ducks back around so that he's not right in the doorway anymore. Well, I crit the ice. <gasps> Yay! One more crit out of your hands on two, not me. On the ice, yeah, I know, right? Like, all the... Ugh. 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 <laughs> Sorry, bud. At least you crit! I did crit. The ice shatters, leaving a clear passageway mm-hmm. from the hall into the room. Okay. After a brief moment, something zooms <gasps> into the room. Okay. Something that you recognize to be a tiny... Decapitated floating skull. Oh my gosh, not another one! No, I hate these things so much! And it has multi-attack. Oh my gosh, So it's no. going to shoot another one of its flaming rays at whoever is in front, which I believe is Carhoon. Uh, Carhoon is in front. Dang it. And you're lucky I used my crit. That's an 11, which that is That is a fool. And then it is going to use the rest of its movement. Dang it, I hate these things. To fly into the corner of the room. And up to the ceiling, so it's about 10 feet up. So it's kind of cornered up in that corner? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So you had a readied spell. I don't know if you're close enough for I it to actually do anything. Enough. Correct. Okay. So I've probably lost that spell. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, it was a cantrip, so yes. So it is your turn, though. Okay. You see this flame skull fly in. Green lights alight within its empty eye cavities. What do you do? Octavia, seeing seeing this thing, the scourge of her existence, this baleful gleaming eyes just cackling down at her in the corner. Oh, this is like Gwyneth's worst nightmare, because uh, Halloween-y type stuff is not my favorite. This is just pure Halloween terror at this point in my soul. Um, <laughs> and so uh, Octavia sees this, and knowing that, like, the last one gave them a run for their money, uh, knowing that, you know, she doesn't have Hadrosaur and Benji to help her out like she did in the last time that she faced one of these creatures, and so she's going to kind of put out one of her hands, and she's crouching right now, like, put one hand forward, put the other hand forward, and her back just kind of cracks a little bit, and her body elongates, and additional legs start to sprout from either side of her, and she grows bigger and bigger and bigger until all of a sudden in front of you is a giant spider. Okay, giant spider. I have a token for... Yes! Um, you can either be a dire wolf or a war horse. I want to be a war horse. Yes, a large token! I do not have tokens for giant spider. I have little spider tokens, but... Just give me four of those. <laughs> Take them together. Oh. But I, I do not have giant spider tokens. Because they are large, correct? Correct. Okay. I am a large beast. You're a giant spider. Okay, I will point out that, tactically speaking, it gave you a run for your money because you and Carhoon spent your first, like, three rounds not attacking it. That's true. I was trying to get the stuff out of the thing in the middle. I was kind of interested in that. That's true, but I'm scared. Fair enough. Um, And so so while shaping, there was Octavia's bonus action, and she is going to kind of whip around and seeing this creature in that corner of the ceiling and the wall... She's going to shoot a web at it. Okay. Which is just a ranged weapon attack. Sure, sure, sure. Roll with disadvantage, please. As you see, it's kind of blurry. Roll two natural 17s. Okay. So that will be 22 to hit. Yeah. <laughs> so you are now restrained by the webbing, which I, d- okay. I know you weren't able to be knocked prone. Correct. Does it seeming no, that... Restrained. Okay. Okay, that's your turn. It comes to Carhoon. Carhoon is going to... So if it's restrained at kind of the junction of the ceiling and the wall, mm-hmm. Carhoon has a great axe. Like, will he be able to... Would he be able to reach that? Yeah. Okay. All right, sounds just good. Think so of he, it, it's still in like a diagonal square, just the diagonal is up. Okay. Sounds good. So he is going to move over towards this skull from where he was by the doorway. Mm-hmm. So your attack rolls have advantage, which means they'll just be normal. Sounds good. Just for your information, as an action, the restrained target can make a, a DC 12 strength check to, bur- to burst the webbing. Actually, I add my proficiency to any skill of the spider, so I think it might actually be a DC 15 then. Does that sound right? I mean, that's not a DC isn't skill. I was rereading the druid stuff, and it was saying that like anything of the creatures, you, I usually add my proficiency bonus to it. Still. Okay. Yeah. So just that for your information, and so he, yeah, I have advantage, but then he granted disadvantage, so this will be just two straight great axe slashes. Alright, Natty 16 for a 24, and that will be 7 slashing. Okay. And then he will roll once again. Natural 7 for a 15 to hit. That's a hit. Alright! 9 slashing. Not rolling great on these D12s. Oh. Okay, it's the Flame Skull's turn. Okay. Tell me, is there anything in your web about flammability? Because in the web spell, there is. And if there's not anything in there about it, I'm going to treat it like a web spell. Oh, yeah. The webbing can also be attacked and destroyed. 
It has an AC, it has hit, hit points and vulnerability to fire. Cool. What's its AC? 10. Alright, this thing is going to shoot one of its fire rays at the web. So that would technically be disadvantage. I rolled an 18 and a 20, so you're lucky. Or I can make you roll again and take that. You could. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, I'm just going to roll one more die. Yeah, roll one more die. 15. Okay, yeah. That was a luck point she used. Yes, so I've, I've been neglecting to use my luck points, so I've been wanting to make sure I use them, so... How many hit points does it have? Five. So... And it's vulnerability to fire, so... Yeah, it burns <laughs> it up. It burns up, yeah. Uh, so that the, the webbing, it shoots a, a fire ray into it. The webbing immediately ignites and just is gone like flashbacks mm-hmm. in this moat of flame. It has one more attack, though. So it is going to shoot at... Actually, it's going to break up its movement. Mm-hmm. It's going to move into the center of the room. Okay, so does it incur... That's me nodding my head, yes. Okay. So even if it's at disadvantage, Carhoon will still swing. He only gets one swing, right? Mm Mm-hmm. 16 to hit. That's a hit. Nine slashing. Okay. It's the beauty of having a plus eight. (laughs) (laughs) The flame skull then opens its maw and shoots its other fire ray at you. For an 11. Miss! I'm attacking things that aren't players. I'm doing it very well. <laughs> hit the ice. Hit the web. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. It's your turn. All right. Well, now that web uh, spider Tavia, uh, web Tavia is going to... <laughs> the side eye after trying to make this That wasn't even side eye. <laughs> I was literally just looking at her. Um, she is going to trundle over to close to this skull. Mm-hmm. And she is a bite it with disadvantage still, correct? Correct. That's a nine to hit. That's a miss. Okay. Okay. Eat it. Uh, I tried. It's now Carhoon's turn. Okay. Carhoon is again going to run back around this table. And is going to swing twice with disadvantage with both times at this floating flaming skull. Where? How far off the ground is it floating? Still about ten feet. About to, oh, so cl- still close it's to the close ceiling. Close to the ceiling. Okay. Eleven to hit. That's a miss. Okay. Second roll or second attack. I keep rolling eights. Sixteen to hit. That's a hit. All right. Only eight slashing damage. Okay. That is all that he does. Flame Skull! <laughs> Flame Skull is going to disengage. Okay. It's going to fly past both of you. Okay. Back into the hallway. Your turn. Octavia's turn? Yeah. Can I fit through that doorway? Can I squeeze through it? I'll count it as difficult terrain. So it takes two things a moment? Mm-hmm. Alright. Uh, giant spider Octavia will trundle out into the hallway. Okay. After it. Alright. And will bite it again. Or try to. Try. Disadvantage. No, that really kills me. Don't Hopefully not literally. Eleven again to hit. Mm-hmm. Oh, and a natural eighteen. Mm-hmm. Dang it. Disadvantage is great. Uh, Alright, Carhoon's turn. Okay. He is also going to run out into the hallway. He can move through my square as long as he doesn't head there, correct? Mm-hmm. And he's gonna corner this guy, this this dumb dumb skull, and is again going to swing twice with his great axe. 19 to hit. To hit. Alright. Ooh, max damage! Woo! I don't think I've infrequently rolled max damage for Carhoon, so that is 17 slashing. Probably a lot. It clatters to the floor. Yes! The light's out of its eyes. Yes! Okay. Roll a perception check, both of you, please. Okay, yes. I also have blind sight as this spider, if that is helpful. That makes no difference. Octavia, spider Octavia rolls a 18, and Carhoon... 
rolls a 14. Spider Octavia, as you look at the skull... My spidey senses tingle. ...that clatters across the ground, uh, you recognize some marks from battle. But not <gasps> this battle. The previous battle. <gasps> and you deduce that this is the same flame skull you fought before. How? I can't tell you Can that. I do a, like, religion or... Religion, yes. Okay. Oh, I guess I'm a spider. I can't really communicate that to Carhoon. Uh, one of my little spider hands. Um, <laughs> just imagine a spider with hands at the spider end. Hand? Oh, that's terrifying. That's so I already don't like spiders. That <laughs> makes it worse. That makes it way worse. <laughs> and it's so big, too. Oh my gosh, sorry. <laughs> but I'm imagining like cartoon Mickey Mouse hands at the end. Uh, oh. Just do what you're going to do. She's going to kind of like point out some of these markings um, and kind of try to gesticulate as a spider that um, this is this is that same skull and she will roll a religion check. Nine. You're not sure what's going on. Is it still intact? Yep. I don't have a bag of holding, do I? Nope. Can I set it on fire? You can try. Um, can I try to set it on fire as a giant spider? How would a giant spider do that? With spider hands. <laughs> no, probably not. Can I crush it as a spider? Can I just like purposefully start stomping on it and hoping that Carhoon gets the gist to also kind of try to grind it into dust? You can try. I try to do that. Roll a strength check. Okay. Nate. You cannot crush or it. Octavia. You cannot crush can it. Can Carhoon try to crush it? Carhoon can try. Same strength. Natural 20. Uh, Carhoon crushes it. 25. Yeah. Okay. With the flat of his axe, just... Psh, it shatters. Can he do... If he picked up what Octavia was putting down with the whole trying to crush it, because he would harken back to how they crushed the skulls of all the other skeletons, mm-hmm. can he try to put two and two together to do a religion check to figure out why it was coming after them and that's intelligence. 16. 16. Carhoon, now that he's seen this thing twice, he's thinking back to his education. He says, so this, uh, based on the fact that this thing came back and uh, fought us again, it looks like it's probably gonna keep doing that unless... Looks like he's thinking real hard. Mm-hmm. Real hard. Unless you happen to have some holy water on you, or uh, if you can cast dispel magic or remove curse. Octavia clatters her little pincers. I, I don't know what that means. She nods her head up and down. You can do that? She shakes her head back and forth. You cannot do that. Dispel magic? Dispel magic or remove curse. She takes her front two two little arms, kind of does a shrug, and then taps her wrist. Uh, hey, do you need to be a spider anymore? I don't want to waste my wild shape in case something else pops out at us. I don't have very many. That's true. Okay, this is just making conversation a bit difficult. Basically, she's trying to communicate she could cast a spell magic, she just can't right now. Okay, well, we were trying to take a rest anyway. We have not gained the benefits of a long rest. Right, so she can't right now. Okay. We could come up with some other plan of what to do with this thing until you can cast it. We have an hour. Oh, he knew. He knows. You rolled pretty well. Okay. Is it possible to just, like... Oh, okay, the web recharges on, on a roll of five or six. I mm. guess on a roll of a d6? Just as recharge five to six. Yes. Okay. So can she just, like, bury it in a tunnel of webbing? But I guess it's... You, you could do that. Vulnerable you know too. that it does shoot fire out of its mouth, and yeah. it would probably be able to burn its way out eventually. Relatively quickly. Um, is there any type of... It's in dust right now, right? I mean, it's in pieces. Pieces. Are there any, like, lead containers in the alchemical room? Lead containers? Yeah, like boxes, chests. Roll an investigation check. Okay. Octavia rolls a three, and Carhoon rolls a... 18. You find a small box. You don't know if it's lead, but it's Is it metal? some sort of metal. Okay. And so you said dispel magic or holy water? If or... you could sprinkle it with holy water. 
if we could cast dispel magic or remove curse. Remove curse. Or yeah, find some way to trap it uh, so that it can't get out. Okay, Spider Octavia will nod and wild shape back into herself. Just to make this easier. Thank you. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't sure if there were going to be a whole bunch of them, so I wanted to be cautious, because I, I can only do that so many times, and now I can do it one time fewer, when who knows if we're actually going to be able to rest down here. Well, hopefully. Hopefully, because if not, we're kind of screwed. Well, we have an hour to figure this thing out. Okay. It's probably going to come back, and we'll have to fight it again. So he found the box. I have this box. Okay, and it's a metal-ish type of material. It looks like it's made out of some sort of metal-ish material. Well, we'll put the remnants in the box. Okay. We'll close the box. Box is closed. Does it seem like these doors lock? They all had keyholes. And we haven't seen any keys, right? We've not seen any keys. Is there any holy water in this alchemical room? (laughs) Conveniently? Roll an investigation check. Uh, Octavia rolls a seven. You don't find any. Carhoon will look too. He rolls a 22. What was the roll on the die? 19. He finds a bottle and he thinks it says holy water, but then it turns out it says solely water. <laughs> it doesn't say holy water. I should have thought of that before I started talking. <laughs> Moly water. And you see it's got little moles floating around in it. <laughs> So close. Maybe if I'd rolled one better, I could have found some. Man. Man. Cannoli water. Yeah, nice. Stromboli water. Foley water. It's just full of sound effects. Goalie water. For their intramural soccer games. <laughs> With knowing that holy water would have an effect on this creature, as would dispel magic, would Octavia surmise that radiant damage would have some sort of effect on it? Probably not. I mean, we've got it in the box. If we can't actually, like, stop it from coming back, we might as well just shove this somewhere where it's going to take a while for it to get out. That's a good idea. I'm just wondering where that would be that it couldn't get out of easily. Well, I mean... Because we don't know where it Oh, it came down the stairs. Yeah, it came down the stairs. It doesn't have hands. I wonder if it can open doors. I don't know. (laughs) What do you think if we went upstairs and tried to put it in that weird chamber of magical ice that's containing the hag? We could try. Because I know the ice reformed around the chest when I tried to get at it. What if I removed some of the water, quickly shoved this box in that hole and then you know you you have the box I'll destroy some of the water some of the ice we shove the box in the hole and then the ice will probably just potentially just magically grow over it that's that's an idea yeah we could try that let's try that it's as good an option as we have and then with the, I mean sure it spits out fire but the ice was definitely magical so like it would was some weirdly regenerative ice so that would at least keep it busy for a bit, potentially, True. hopefully. Yeah. All right, let's try that. Cool. So we will, Octavia will lead the way, a Carhoon holding uh-huh. this box, and they will make their way back up to that first uh, circular room way at the very top. All right. You guys travel up the spiral staircase, past the two floors into the main antechamber you entered from. Giant AC pillar still in the center. Three now headless skeletons scattered about. So, uh, Octavia will cast Destroy Water. Can you do that? Do you have any spell slots? Okay. I'm using a higher level spell slot to cast a spell. <laughs> just because that's the only spell slots I have left. Okie dokie. And then I will be down to one wild shape, and that is it. Okay. You, you think this is a good idea, right? I think it's as good an idea as we have. Okay. So, how big is this box? About the size of a head. Okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, create to store water up to 10 gallons. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically, Octa- Octavia will cast destroy water. And she's just trying to make a. I, she knows that it's not as effective against this magical ice. And so she's just trying to get a hole that's at least big enough to shove this box in. 
Okay. And then after she casts it, she'll be, you know, it'll be like, on three, she she casts, Carhoon shoves it in, and they both, like, lead back. Okay. You do that? I do that. You Have do Carhoon that. roll a dexterity check as you, three, two, one, cast. Okay. Check or saving throw? Check. Seven. Total? Yeah. He, the ice gets eaten away. He shoves the box in. Immediately, the ice starts reforming. Uh, he gets it in and, like, door side facing down so that as the ice reforms, like, the back half of it is sticking out, but the front half of the door is encased. Okay. So it's sort of, it's not completely covered, but most of it's covered. Okay. That stuff goes fast. It's, I mean, it's crazy ice. Okay. Crazy ice. And is it, is the ice seemingly, to, like, crinkling down to try to slowly encase it in, or? No. Okay. I mean, I think that's as good as we could do for right now. Do you think if we chip at the ice away with, like, your axe, it'll let us scoop it in any further? I think we would need something really instantaneous, wouldn't yeah, we? Yeah, I, d- I don't know that that's going to work. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it is weird regenerative ice, so if the door opens and the thing gets out and keeps trying to get out, like, at least the bonds will be fighting against it. Yeah, it'll it'll have a rough time. Okay. Should buy us a little bit of time at least, I think. Well, fingers crossed here. Yeah. So they will go back down. <laughs> do, 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 do. Down to that same level. Okay. The door on the alchemy lab is now destroyed. Right. So they will go into the gross kind of pseudo surgical room. Okay. I think there's still an ogre corpse. Oh, in there's the an ogre corpse. In the hallway, I in think, hallway. right? Yeah. Um, we'll step over that. Boop, boop. Probably have to walk over it. Walk it's over it. Big. Oh, so squishy. Well, it's kind of crunchy because it's half frozen. Oh, that's all true. Okay, that's true. That crunchy, crunchy corpse is less gross Crunchy than corpses are better than squishy, than squishy corpses. Squishy corpses. <laughs> um, and so they're going to kind of go into that surgical suite and close that door. And they are going to um, push the tables up against the door because Octavia is completely out of spell slots now. So she can't make that level of ice. And they're going to try to keep resting. Okay. Fingers perpetually crossed. Fingers crossed. So you lost any benefits the long rest you had, so you're basically starting from scratch. Right. So you'll be resting a little bit longer than you anticipated, but uh, hopefully you should make it through the night without being disturbed. For your watch, roll a perception check. Okay. It's a nice NVMT watch. It's 15. You think you're very funny. I think I'm very funny. You don't see anything during your watch. Sounds good. Have Carhoon roll a perception check for his watch. 19. Okay, Carhoon doesn't notice anything on his watch, and no, okay. nothing starts knocking against the door. Rap, rap, rapping at our chamber door. Mm-hmm. So you guys rest. We get a long rest? Yeah, you get a long Yay! rest. Yay! All right. Okay. Yanksy, bikesy. I was super not sure how that would go, y'all. Let's get these hit dice back. Let's get these hit dice back. And we're fully healed, right? Mm-hmm. You only get half your maximum hit die back. Oh, half max? Okay, mm-hmm. wh- what happens when you have five? Round you up or two. down? Round down. So they'll wake up, um, you know, feel- feeling refreshed, but still creaky, you know, sleeping on the floor, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, Octavia will turn to Carhoon and be like, I I feel I feel like I could probably probably dispel that dispel that curse that was on that skull if you think it's worth it to go upstairs so it's not kind of constantly following us but at the same time since it's been 8 hours and it's not bothered us yet maybe we should conserve resources unless it actually seems to show a threat well we could go check on it and see yeah that's a good idea just to see what the scoop is so you guys head up back the stairs? Yes. Do, 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 do. Back up the twisty turny <laughs> stairs, down, up, up into the center chamber. Same icy pillar, same hag caught inside of it, same skeletons on the ground, and now the new addition of the small metal box that is in this ice pillar. You go up to it, and as you begin to approach and begin to see it, you can see that the back of it is glowing slight orangish red and is feeling 
hot and you can hear every six seconds or so from inside <laughs> this little box. Oh. Okay. We could uh, fry up some bacon or something. <laughs> Just put some rations against the outside mm, of this box. Egg on top of there. Mm. If I cast a spell magic, would it also affect the magic of the ice thing? Potentially. You're not sure? Well, I think we don't want this thing following us around perpetually as we're down here, huh? That's true, but I also think we're gonna have to kill it again before you can cast a spell magic. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so annoyed by this thing. Ah. And you know, it also probably got a long rest too. Maybe. I mean, I can cast a spell magic on a creature. Yeah, you can. But it would probably just not be as effective or something. You're not sure. <laughs> We're gonna going to place ourselves on either side of this box, mm-hmm. and we are going to ready actions. Mm-hmm. Well, Carhoon is going to ready an action. He is going to ready that once the, if and when this skull breaks itself free, he's going to swing his axe at it. Okay. And Octavia is going to cast Shillelagh on her staff. Okay. You're just going to wait there for it to break out? Mm-hmm. Okay. I want it to expend its resources to try to get out as opposed to using them on us. An hour passes. Doesn't quite break out. Still standing there? whole hour? Mm-hmm. It's a pretty thick metal box. We'll wait a little bit longer. During the second hour, you can see the molten metal on the back start to buckle and fold as it, it begins to fall apart and a hole begins to form. And this, after a, a moment of that... There's a little burst of as the skull forces its way out of this box through the molten metal of the cage that has imprisoned it and flies into the room. And we're going to roll initiative one more time. <laughs> oh well, Carhoon's going to get his ready to action. Well, he'll get that. Yeah. And I don't know if that thing had cast blink on itself quite yet. It didn't cast blink ever, so. Or, sorry, cast blur. <laughs> sorry, whatever it was that. Blink is a different spell. All right, natural 14 for a total of 22 to hit. Oh, okay. Yep. 11 slashing damage. Okay. And then in that second hour, Octavia would have also readied her shillelagh blow. Okay. 22, 10 bludgeoning damage. Roll initiative. All right. Oh, my gosh. That is a d12, Gwena. All right. Octavia rolls an 8, and Carhoon rolls a 9. Okay, Carhoon's up first. Okay, he's going to run up to this thing and do ye old bash bash. Okay, old roll. Are these with disadvantage? Nope. All right! Get him, Carhoony. Oh, that's a natural 2 for a 10 to hit. Miss. All right, we're second slash. Natural 17. That's a hit. All right. 14 slashing. Your turn. All right. I'm also going to run up to it. Also try to hit it with my staff once again. Okay. Ooh. Furniture for a total of six. It's a miss. All right. Set it? That, that is all that we can do. All right. It is. So you two are both around uh, right up next to this flame skull, correct? Correct. Knowing its life is... Proclivity towards fireball. Short-lived. It just points at the ground and shoots a fireball. Point blank. Is it cat- catching itself? Mm-hmm. Roll dexterity saving throws. Jeez Louise. All right. Octavia rolls a 15. Okay, that's a pass. Carhoon. Natural 19. Okay, those are both passes. Yes! So you'll take half of my fireball damage. Let me get some make these sixes. Oh, sorry, that's only seven these sixes. Twenty-eight points total. So each of you is going to take fourteen fire. Okay. The flame skull does not seem to be affected, and it is Carhoon's turn. 
All right, Carhoon is once again going to swing his big old great axe at this thing. Um, are these at disadvantage? Nope. Oh, ooh, nice. Natural 14. It's a hit. Eight slashing. Boom, hits the ground. Yes! Octavia, like, pounces on it, and with the... Uh, bits of the skull still in her hand. Her hands just glow, and she almost. And as she's like saying this incantation, the magic just pours out of this skull as she casts dispel magic on it. As you do that, it says, oh, "I was three days away from retirement." <laughs> <laughs> My kid was just about to graduate from college. Uh. I was about to get my big break as the spooky, scary spokesman. I just finished redoing my kitchen. <laughs> I finally paid off my mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and so you rip the uh, life energy out of this skull and you can feel it become just a normal mundane mm. dead skull in Jeez. your hands and then you feel two other things happen oh my gosh are you serious <laughs> you sound so sad maybe these are good things <laughs> it's true I don't think there's been few things in this area have been good things well for one thing I'm gonna let you live love <laughs> And for a second thing, we're going to pick up their next episode. Oh! <laughs> oh my gosh, I was so worried. It was like, the ice cracks behind you and the hag comes out. And I'm like, no, I don't want to fight a hag right now because they're strong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <sighs> we will pick up there next time with you being at level six. Exciting, man! Remember, listeners, to send in submissions for your crit cards because I want them. Yes! And I hope this becomes a thing, so yes. don't let me down. Yes, please don't, because I'd, I'd, I'd have to live with them being let down, and that's not a fun thing. Yep. So. Hang on. Uh, so go ahead and take us out. Alrighty, sounds good, my love. Thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever app you use to listen to our show. Getting a review is a really great way for us to grow in the charts and have more eyes on our show and also just means so much to us that y'all take the time to uh, put those words down as to what this show means to you. Another great way for us to grow is by you sharing us with your friends. So please tell your RPG group about us, uh, your nerdy colleagues, or even your non-nerdy colleagues who just might be interested in our show for its story. If you want to get in touch with us, please shoot us an email at me, my spouse, and a die at gmail.com don't forget to send in those crit cards or you can shoot us a message on social media we're active on twitter and on instagram our handle is at and a die podcast thanks y'all so much and catch y'all next week